0: Happy New Year. Welcome to a new year of the Unashamedly You podcast. We are so grateful that you are in this space with us. If this podcast blesses or helps you in any way, please don't forget to leave us a review on Apple and Spotify. Tag us on Instagram and tell your friends. We love when someone lets us know they are listening because a friend told them about our podcast. And as a way to give back to you every Friday for the month of January. We're going to pick a random review or an Instagram story that has tagged us to send some Unashamedly You merch. Let's continue to encourage one another together. Hello and welcome to the Unashamedly You podcast. A space to enlighten, encourage, and empower you to go out and unashamedly be who God is calling you to be. I am your host, Jamie Herndon. I pray you hear less of me and more of him as you listen to today's episode. Let's grow together. Guest here today that you guys have heard from one other episode at the beginning of last year, and I decided to bring him back with me for the first episode of 2024. You don't hear from him every single week, but I will tell you that you hear the Unashamedly You podcast every week because of him. We've given him some episodes that, to say the least, have been pretty rough, (laughs) and he makes this podcast sound like we are professional speakers week after week, and I am so thankful for that. I'm grateful for his hard work in making my dreams and goals a reality. And if you've not figured out yet who the guest is with me today, it is my husband, Matt. And I thought instead of introducing ourselves, maybe I could just tell you some things that you may not know about us. So we are both firstborn, and if you read the books or go by the statistics, then you know that that might not to be such a great fit, but here we are celebrating 17 years of marital bliss come September, so it seems to work for us. Another thing is we are both left-handed, but we found out two lefts make three rights. It seems like none of our children are going to be left-handed. We both wanted one of them to be, but... We're both left-handed. We've got three right-handed kids. We are high school sweethearts, and by high school, I mean ninth and 10th grade. We started liking each other. Well, technically, I started liking him whenever he came to our school in 7th grade, but he didn't like me until I made it to ninth grade. (laughs) Um, We were both born and raised in the North Little Rock area, and like I mentioned, we do have three wonderful kiddos, Ada, Evelyn, and Ezra and we've traveled the world together we love to travel That's kind of a hobby of matt's i'm the passenger princess as they say in pretty much everything that we do whether we be traveling by car boat plane He plans it all. He does it all. And I just literally sit back with my snacks and ask instead of a hundred times, are we there yet? I'm constantly asking like, where are we going again? Where are we flying into? Where are we stopping? (laughs) I don't always know the details, but we live a very blessed life. And we're both big dreamers when it comes to the kingdom of God and kingdom minded things. Hence why unashamedly you even got started What some of you may not know about Matt is he's actually ran the business class that we have at our church, First Pentecostal Church of North Little Rock, for nearing 10 years. He has done hundreds, if not maybe even a thousand at this point, interviews for that class. So I decided to bring him on again to the Unashamedly You podcast to talk about something that we're both pretty passionate about, and that is just getting started. So starting seems to be everyone's hardest part. It's the new year. We've got new goals. You've got new dreams. You've got resolutions. You've got all these things that you want to do. No doubt about it. I know that you guys do. But um, sometimes it's just hard to start. And he has talked about this subject, a couple different classes, different settings. And I essentially begged him to be on here with me because honestly, I felt like that this topic in this conversation needed a place on the Unashamedly You podcast. So here we are. And I have to also mention, it is rare to have any men on this podcast, but the last podcast of 2023 and then the first of 2024 are with two of the most important men in my life. So this is rare to have men on the podcast, but babe, thanks for agreeing to be on here and taking the time to talk on this podcast Plus, you're going to have to edit it, so (laughs) thank you so much.
1: Well, I'm excited to actually be on here right now. I think we're going to have a little bit of fun talking about something that I have thought about many times, and as you have mentioned, I've had the privilege of actually teaching on this a a few other places, and if you've heard any of this already, forgive me, but here we go again. You mentioned us starting dating it in the ninth and 10th grade, and we joke often that I would have been happy to get married in the 11th grade at probably 17 years old, but she wouldn't let me do it, and we ended up getting married just a couple years later. But it's been a dream, and we've just lived in a a whirlwind fairy tale, I think is a good way of putting it. I proudly say that I'm your number one fan, and I've watched this grow into something bigger than we both imagined, but God's got his hand on it, I believe, and we're going to see bigger and better things in the future.
0: I totally agree. It definitely has grown, you guys. So grateful to be in this space with you all. So let's just get started and let's talk about it. So first, I'm just going to ask you a question here. This is kind of for me too. I think we all have that calling, dream, desire, whatever that you even want to call it, to do something whether it be something small or something big, just something different, something new, maybe growing something into something even bigger. But it usually is somewhat clear in our hearts or our minds kind of what we want to do. But then it's taking that first step to actually do it. Why is it so hard to get started and take that first step?
1: You know, it's human nature to be stagnant, to sit, to relax, to rest. We all need rest. But Oftentimes we have way more than we probably should. And so the beginning of the year is a really good time to set goals. You know, I think just about everybody listening here probably has some type of a New Year's resolution, whether it be you want to lose weight, you want to just have better health overall, you want to read more books. There, There's a whole plethora, really, of different resolutions and different ways we want to improve ourselves And it's really easy to fill out a list. You know, I've often said it's really easy to start a fast. It's a whole totally different thing to finish it or to go through with it. And so that's kind of what I have found. Now, I do not sit here and preach from a pulpit of excellence and having done and conquered everything. (laughs) Far from it. But I have found some things that have worked in my life and mostly observed things that have worked in other people's lives and have been a student of that and have taken note of it. And so we often have big goals, even bigger dreams. And here I am now saying, let's give this a try. Give it a shot. You know, it's it's better to take a single step now than wish you would have in March. Regret that you didn't in July. It's the beginning of the year. Let's give this a shot. And so I believe, really, that if you are in line with biblical teaching, you have your pastor's blessing, whatever you're wanting to do, whether it be starting a business, giving a Bible study, anything, what are you waiting on? There's so many times that we just kind of sit and we want to do it and we want to go, but we never really do. And so in order to know how to cultivate and develop what we want, we have to know what hinders or really what totally kills that. And so, my question is really what prevents us from taking that very first step, getting up and actually moving? Why do we so often sit stagnant and do nothing? Because, uh, you know, I believe everybody has a desire to be better and to do more. But why is it just so easy to sit right where we are? (laughs) Why is it so challenging to just start? I've found that there are three things that I've seen in my life. Like I said, I am kind of opening my book here and being a little transparent with you guys, with you ladies, I should say. And I found there are three things that have really hindered me the most. And I call these my three Ps in a pod. The first one, and this one, it, it's painful to say. It hurts a lot of times, but it's procrastination. And how often in life have you had just a great idea? You had something, you knew you wanted to do it, you felt it, you had a burning idea, desire, and then you just watch that thing fade away. Like, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be a business idea, This could just be January 1, you're going to get out and you're going to go exercise. You're going to go walk a mile out on the road. You're going to give a Bible study. You just do something that you're wanting to better yourself. So what I hope is that something that you hear today will spark something in you that's going to catch on fire. You know, my hope and really my prayer is that that small spark, you've got an idea, you've just got something, you've got a desire that... It lights a spark and that spark turns into a fire and it not just a fire but it burns into a raging let's say bonfire that propels you to move and to act on your idea but here's the the pain of procrastination if you don't take advantage while that fire is raging and while you've just got all this excitement and anticipation and the intensity of the moment then just like the largest bonfire that you can think of. Picture just the biggest raging fire. If you don't add any more fuel to that, you don't add any more wood, you don't add any more, can- nothing else to it, eventually that thing's going to slowly fade. It's going to minute by minute get a little bit smaller, a little bit smaller, and eventually it's going to smolder out and turn to just some some glowing ashes. And I have a feeling that someone listening to this right now, you know exactly how procrastination has turned your idea from a raging fire to really just ashes. But it reminds me of the scripture, Proverbs 13 and 4. The soul of the sluggard craves, it craves, and it gets nothing. The soul of the sluggard the one who's just sitting around, it didn't say he's not thinking, he's not planning, he's not anticipating, but the slugger just sits around and does nothing. He craves, and he gets nothing. But the second part of that, and this is what I love, while the soul of the diligent is richly supplied. And so you feel this drive today, you feel this sense of urgency. You know, what, what should you do? If you haven't heard of a, a guy named Jim Rohn, he is a hero of mine. I was introduced to him as a, a young teenager. Uh, as a teenager, I think I forced my girlfriend, fiancé, <laughs> then wife, <laughs> to listen to this this gentleman by the name of Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. If you have not heard him or heard any of his stuff, look him up. The guy's fantastic. But he has this thing called a law of diminishing intent. And what that's saying is, Every day that you have this just intent, you've got this drive, you've got this ambition, every day that you sit on that, your intentions decrease a little bit more and more every day. And so the longer you sit, it's a law. Your burning passion today will be a little bit less tomorrow. Next week, it's substantially less. The week after that, it's, it's completely gone. And that's really kind of like that, that bonfire analogy. If you don't sit there and do anything with it, it's just going to completely fade out. And so what we have to do is we've really got to turn our mindset from one day I'm going to do something. One day I'm going to step out. One day I'm going to. And let's make it day one. Today's the day that I start. Today, I am making a movement today. And let's get into that day one mindset.
0: So good. And so true. I think about with myself and I've heard so many others say this too. talking about, you know, New Year's, I guess, obviously, lose a couple pounds is on most women's agenda for 2024. Um, And at the forefront of your mind, I know it is for myself anyways, or to get healthier. And I think, you know, I'm going to start Monday and then Monday rolls around and I'm like, um, maybe next Monday because this Monday was not a good one. Or you go to start something and it doesn't quite pan out how you expected it or, you know, kind of like you were saying that raging bonfire and you don't ever get started on it. So like January 1st rolled around, you know, and I I walked two miles on the treadmill, done my Bible reading, did all these things that, you know, I have all this list and these goals. And I had texted my mom this list of things that I did. And I said, um... New year, same me every January. (laughs) So we always can maybe even take the initial steps or you think of those things that you want to do, but it's just that finishing out. So you said there were three P's, and this is your first one was talking about procrastination and not ever really just truly getting started or having that fire raging and then you slowly don't put any kennel on it, don't do anything for it, and it's going to go out. What are your other ones?
1: Yeah, so the first was procrastination. The next P, and this one hits me at home, and I suffer greatly from this one, is perfectionism. Oftentimes, we wear perfectionism as a badge of honor. We say, you know, I don't do things unless it's perfect. I don't put something out unless it is absolutely top-notch, 100% the best, sheer perfection, But what I've learned with myself and with watching others is a lot of times perfectionism can be crippling because we don't want to put something out unless it's perfect. You don't want to make that step or put out the product or put out whatever it is unless you know it is just at absolute top notch. And I've had to learn to really kind of tweak my mindset. And instead of not doing anything unless it is the big P, the big perfect, really kind of refreshing that and saying, you know what, I am a recovering perfectionist. I do like for things to absolutely be perfect and the best, but it's okay when I first start. And it's okay that I understand things aren't going to be exactly what I wanted in my mind. And the way I've really found the idea and the, the ability to overcome this is there's this idea called a taste gap. And if you've ever heard me speak, you've probably heard this before. But the idea of a taste gap is when you start something, a lot of times, and as it should be, you've got really good tastes. You've got really great ideas. You know exactly what you want. You know it's quality. But when you really start putting out that first product or that first output, it in no way... Matches what your expectations are. Your output is substantially less than what you wanted it to be. And in most cases of perfectionism, you see that, you throw it in the trash, you move on, and you just never do anything. But with the taste gap, what you have to realize is your output will not match your anticipation yet. But as you really start to pump things out, and as you really start to perform and produce and and start working on whatever this is, whether it be singing, a uh, product, I, I'm just thinking of all kinds of random stuff, the more you put that out, your abilities and your talents will actually rise to more of what you had in mind. And where the professional comes in, or the, the expert, is you're constantly raising that bar of expectation, so that your abilities, your talents will constantly continue to rise. And so once you realize there is going to be a gap, and there really should probably always be a gap from your desires, your expectations, to your abilities. I think that's healthy. But that also means that you are putting something out that you understand at the beginning is not going to be exactly what you want, but it will soon level up to where you want it to be. A great scripture on this is 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, it said, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly in my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions and calamities for when I am weak, then I am strong. And I I really love that with the mindset of thinking about perfectionism is when we realize, hey, you know what, we don't have to have everything in place for God to step in and to really show out and to help us.
0: Talking about the taste gap, Matt actually helped me so much whenever I started the podcast. By explaining this to me, he's like, because I starting the podcast the very first bit we ever did I have told you guys this before if you've not heard it on an episode I'll repeat it for you but the first one that I did I sat there and cried through the whole thing and I've never released it I don't think I released any until it was maybe the third full-on recording that I had done and He was like, you know, you should want it to sound better than what it's going to sound when you first get started. But if you never get started, you're never going to get it to what you want it to be. It's never going to sound good because you never got started to improve and to perfect it. And so that is true. I know that perfectionism, and sometimes we may not think of it like that. Matt is a perfectionist and I am not necessarily a perfectionist whenever it comes to most things. I'm a big dreamer, big goals, and I just throw things out there and just expect them all to fall into place and he like his perfectionism thankfully saves me a ton of times for the things that I just run out and do. But I will say that sometimes we know what we want things to look like or to sound like. Maybe it is starting a podcast or, you know, maybe it's hosting in your home and you want to do this or you want to invite someone over or you want to do something in your home, but it doesn't look exactly how you want it to look. So, it's causing you to not invite people over because it's not perfect. It's not exactly what you see on Instagram. Or maybe it is getting on social media and going live in stories and you want to talk about things. You feel like that maybe God has given you something that you want to talk about or you want to share, whether it be parenting advice, some passion that you have, and you feel like it would be helpful for other people. But when you get on there, You may not like how you sound, or you think, Oh my goodness, I looked goofy, I'm not gonna ever put it out there, and so you never do, and you're never comfortable doing it. So, there may be things where you may be like me, and you're like, Well, I'm not exactly a perfectionist, but you do know how you want everything that you do, or the things that you want to do, you know how you want them to look, you know how you want it to be, but. Until you get out there and you just do whatever you feel like God is calling you to do, taking that first step and getting out there and doing it, you're never really going to get good at it until you actually do it. And I love that scripture that you were talking about because at the end, whenever it says for when I am weak, then I am strong. Meaning when we realize how weak and frail of vessels that we actually are then we can be strong because we know that we need God's help. He said that He was going to provide everything we needed. He said He was going to help us. He said that He is going to provide everything that we need for every calling that He's given us, even if it seems goofy to us. Like I said, getting on Instagram and getting live in stories, that is something that I've done before and I do not enjoy doing it or something like starting a podcast. But whenever you realize I am doing this to help others, and I feel a a calling, a desire, a dream to be able to get out there and to do this. I am weak, but I serve a God that is strong, and He is going to be the one that gives me the strength to do it, and getting over that and just putting yourself out there. So you have another one to talk about.
1: Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned, actually, before we get onto the next one, the early podcasts. You know, I've often thought I probably should apologize to our early speakers because the the audio and the editing quality wasn't quite what it should be even though their content was amazing and so if you ever go back and listen to any of those early ones you'll you'll be able to catch exactly what I'm, I'm talking about but you know as we see right here with this podcast as an example we're now a year into it and we now have a team that's actually helps us edit uh, takes a lot of this off our hands that they know what they're doing they're professionals. And it's, the, the quality has risen tremendously since then. All right, so the last of my three peas in a pod here is a big word, even though it's only five letters, and that's pride. Pride. So oftentimes our pride gets in the way of blessings, of what God wants to do, of what God is doing We can't get over ourselves enough to let God do what He wants, or for us just to do what's better for us and do what will improve the quality of our lives. You know, there's a a book that I highly recommend. I've told many people about this. I've even forced my wife to, to read it, and she enjoyed it, and that's Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. Fantastic book that makes you realize that every human being on earth has what's called an ego the question really is how do we manage it how do we harness it how do we utilize it for good not for the detriment of ourselves and for for the detriment of others but you know I've found firsthand pride getting in the way of my life because my wife mentioned I do enjoy all aspects of business I've got my bachelor's in entrepreneurship I'm working on my MBA right now I have been blessed to be a part of our church's business, personal growth classes, and really just enjoy every aspect of that, and so with my background, I always had this idea that I was going to go and start my own business, start something new, start something fresh that nobody had ever done, really go from like a zero to one, and just do something really exciting, and rocked along for far too many years being blessed in what we were doing, but never fully living out what we wanted to, never really giving how we were hoping and wanting to give. And I finally decided a couple of years ago that there is a, it's kind of similar to a family business in in our church, it's land development. I said, you know what, I'm, I'm finally going to swallow a little bit of pride and try this business out that, so many people had done. So many people had been blessed with. I'm going to interrupt right
0: there and say um, he said he was finally going to swallow his pride. He actually wasn't necessarily swallowing his pride. He was just going to listen to his bishop. I think that, he, <laughs> I think that Bishop Holmes was on him enough that he finally was like, okay, <laughs> I'm going to be out of the will of God if I don't go ahead and swallow essentially the pride and do what my bishop's telling me to do. <laughs>
1: Okay, he did recommend uh, a few times <laughs> that I look into this, and I finally listened, finally did, and with the help of several folks in the church and those connected up, started my first project um, when I did, my, my knees were knocking, I was scared to death, stepping out on a, a limb, you know, you've got to swallow a lot of pride to do something new that you've never done, that you don't know, and you're not on your comfort zone, but... The Lord took that very first project, and what I was scared to death would be a flop or, you know, barely do much of anything, ended up being a tremendous blessing. And it's really catapulted an amazing business that God has helped us every step of the way. He's been extremely good to us, and we've seen amazing growth in just the, I think we're almost to three years now of this. And so it took swallowing some pride— to get to the point to where I was willing to be obedient, do what I should have done a long time ago, and looking back, I have no idea why I didn't do it sooner. Other than these three Ps, procrastination, perfectionism, and pride. A really fitting scripture here is Proverbs eleven two: 2. When pride comes, then comes disgrace. But with the humble is wisdom. You know, another good scripture that I love to follow up with is, and I don't talk to any group, I don't think, or talk to very many people without sharing this scripture here. And this is 1 Kings 4 and 29. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding, this is what I love, exceeding much and largeness of heart, even as the sand that is on the seashore. As we saw in Proverbs, with humility is wisdom. And then we see in 1 Kings that God gave gave Solomon wisdom and understanding and largeness of heart. And if he's no respecter of persons, he's going to do it for Solomon. He'll do it for Matt Herndon. He'll do it for Jamie Herndon. He'll do it for you listening right here. And so really you've got to ask, how can we have pride when we realize that everything we've got has come from God? And since I was a teenager, this has been, I say this is my scripture. This is Deuteronomy 32, starting with verse 10. He found him in a desert land and in a waste howling wilderness. He found him with nothing, a desert land, in a waste howling wilderness, just completely bare. But then it says, he led him about, he instructed him. He kept him as the apple of his eye. And as an eagle stirreth up her nest, fluttereth over her young, spreadeth abroad her wings, taketh them, beareth them on her wings. Here's my favorite part. So the Lord alone did lead him, and there were no strange God with him. He made him ride on the high places of the earth, that he might eat the increase of the fields. And he may suck honey out of the rock and oil out of the flinty rock. So that same person he found in the desert land and in the waste howling wilderness, by following God and allowing him to lead you, you quickly see he made him ride on the high places. And so when we realize that everything we've got has come from God, it's really easy not to have any pride because he is the supplier of all the good that we have.
0: I think that's kind of the biggest part saying that about when, you know, how can we have pride whenever we realize everything comes from God? Talking about that ego is the enemy and realizing that a lot of times it's our ego that gets in the way. And it's what we think that other people are going to think about us. It's what we think that things should look like or should sound like. And let's be honest, we don't always want to fall on our face, we don't want to fail. We don't want to start something. People know that we started it and then us, you know, give up or it not work out. Or we don't want to start something and people have to see the raw beginnings. You know, we talked about the beginning podcast. Honestly, getting out there and getting those started, that was a huge swallowing my pride and putting my ego aside. That was a huge step to do that. And thinking about now, you know, being able to say, the listeners that we have, I remember the first podcast that hit a thousand listens, and I was like, This is huge. And now to say that we're coming up on, you know, a hundred thousand listens on the Unashamedly You podcast, that sounds absolutely insane to me that that has been over just one year's time of starting this podcast. But took the first step, swallowed the pride, did these things that Matt has talked about today, and said, You know what? Honestly, one thing that I have told myself, and this may be something that would be good to ask yourself today if you're listening to this and you feel a calling to start something or you have this dream, you have this goal, God's given you something he wants you to do and you just haven't got started. As I asked myself this before I even started Unashamedly You, and I said, if this helps one person. If you knew that one person was going to be helped, one person was going to be encouraged, one person was going to go out and do something for God and they were going to answer the calling that God had on their life because you put yourself out there, would you do it? And if the answer is yes, then what are you waiting on? I quickly answered myself and said, yes, I would gladly do this. If I knew for a fact that one person was helped, would I spend the time week after week to do a podcast, um, to get someone on here and, you know, do these interviews and put these things out there. It takes time. It takes energy and effort, but would I do it if I knew one person listened to each podcast and it inspired them to do something for God? Yes. Yes. I gladly will do everything that it takes week after week to help one person. And if that is you, then you have to ask yourself, then why am I not doing it? If I knew that it would help one, then why would I not step out? Why would I not try? Everyone starts at the beginning. Like everyone has to start on the first step. I think that's something that kind of we get hung up on as we see people and we see where they are now. Matt often talks about there's interviews put out that he did whenever he had first started the personal growth classes with the church. And he talks about those first interviews and he's always like, I am so embarrassed that they have those out there and that people can listen to those because they are so terrible because he was just getting started and he feels like the quality was not there then but that's kind of what we're talking about is getting started. You just have to put yourself out there. You have to get a hold of these three peas in a pot, as Matt has called them today. And if God is calling you to do something or you feel something that you are needing to start or get started on, then just stepping out there and doing it. God's going to give you the help and the grace to do it.
1: Boy, we're talking about those early Interviews made me cringe, (laughs) and the worst part is the very first ones I actually recorded and put on CDs and and sold. So I feel sorry for the people who actually paid money for that, but it is what it is. And that's you know looking back, that's how you get started with things. It's not pretty. Uh, I'm still not by any stretch a professional or you know anything to that scale. I have done a few at this point, but nowhere near where I would like to be even. But I think that kind of goes back to that taste gap there. And so, like I said earlier, in being more of an open book and in retrospect, I have not utilized some years as well as they could have been. But the ones that have, I'm extremely thankful and grateful that God has given me. If you're listening to this, do not let another week, don't let another day, don't let another moment go by without stepping into exactly what you feel like you're supposed to be doing you know what you're supposed to do and let God move on your behalf because I think we've really seen that when you are obedient that's when the windows of heaven start to open up the blessings start to flow you start really kind of firing on all cylinders and then you can look back at just a couple of weeks a couple of months a couple of years later and say thank God I did that instead of I wish I had because it's like the old saying Discipline weighs ounces, but regret weighs tons. Don't let that just sit there and weigh on your shoulders for years to come. Get moving, get started, turn today into day one and see what God will do for you.
0: I pray today that this podcast has blessed and encouraged you in some way to get started on whatever God-given goal or dream that you have. And I wanted to leave you with this scripture. In Philippians 4:19, it says, But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. It doesn't matter what you need to get started. If you're praying, living for God, you're doing it for Him and to benefit His kingdom, then He is going to supply your needs according to His riches. The scripture says He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. His riches cannot be numbered. Don't worry about the how. Just get started and let the Lord open the windows of heaven in your life. It's a new year. Let it be the beginning of new things. Go be unashamedly you.